What's going on guys? Welcome to the playoff edition of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. This is Jimmy. Um, we got a huge um, matchup slate to go over. We had a huge last week. We got a big playoff matchups um, coming next week. It's, um, yeah, we're in, we're in playoff form. Kind of excited. But uh, starting off with the gold division, last week we had Body Bags versus Gangrene. Gangrene shut me up real quick. They won that game 51-7. to I thought that Body Bags might give them an issue seeing as, you know, Gangrene really hasn't played any competition in the gold division as of right now. But they made a statement. They ended up winning 51-7. I don't know if that was, you know, a big statement because I, I called them out or whatever because, you know, I saw them on the field. They were like, hey, can't say anything now that we won 51-7. So it's going to be a good matchup next week. Um... Speaking of good matchups, we had the Moneymakers versus Terps. Though the game ended 46-12, to the Terps had a lot more momentum going into that game than it looks by the score. The Terps were closer to scoring a lot of times than they than they uh, looked like they did based on the score and everything. But uh, it was a you know, huge, huge, huge win for Moneymakers. Um, they came into this division. Terps are a really good team and everything. So them coming and, you know being as dominant as they were, and then taking out the Terps first round. Um, I'm going to say whoever wins between this team and Moneymakers, honestly, is probably going to end up um, this in, or sorry, this team and Moneymakers, this team and Two Plus Club. I think they're the uh, front runners right now for the division, whoever ends up. Um, I think they'll be the uh, divisional matchup, the championship game. I think it's going to be Moneymakers versus Two, or two Plus Club. But we'll see, because um, next week we have Gangrene versus the Moneymakers. It's um, going to be the biggest test for Gangrene so far. It's going to be their first, like, really, really talented team that they're going to see in the gold division. So we'll see who um, they end up, or how they end up playing against the Moneymakers. The Moneymakers are a very talented team. They are very athletic. So um, Gangrene, you're going to have your shit cut out for you. It's going to be a uh, good week's matchup next week. Um, or should I say tomorrow, because I'm recording this on Saturday. I had a lot of stuff to do throughout the week and everything. So tomorrow's going to be a good matchup between Gangrene and Moneymakers. Um, I think 2-plus club plays the winner of this game in the championship. I don't know about you guys, but that's just my prediction right now. So whoever ends up winning this, I think, sees 2-plus club in the championship, and that's going to be a great matchup. Um, uh, after that, we had Past Our Primes versus Passing TDs. They played um, a really well-fought game, but uh, Passing TDs actually got upset 35-23. to uh, Past Our Primes, I really didn't realize who they were. Uh, based on their na team name, but um, I've seen these guys in the division for a while, actually. Their quarterback's a really, really nice guy. Um, he was on the field right before um, my game ended. He was talking to me on the sidelines and everything when we were playing. Um, really, really phenomenal guy. Uh, really great quarterback, too. Uh, that team all together past our prime is actually a lot better than they seem based on their record. Um, if I would have known that that was the, like, I don't know if they're silver or, like, gray, but... They're a really, really good team when they get rolling. So um, watch out for Past Our Prime because Past Our Prime could be, you know, the the upset of the um, the gold division. They could come in, get a couple wins out, and uh, you know, it might be Past Our Prime's first two plus club coming up. So we'll see how that uh, how that ends up coming. But uh, Mean Machine versus Two Plus Club. I didn't want to give it away before I talked about it, but yep, Two Plus Club clearly won that game, 45 to 27. No surprise on that, and Mean Machine was following suit with their uh, their younger counterparts in the Bronze Division not doing very well this season. Hopefully they can come back to a little bit better next season, but we'll see how that ends up turning out. Um, two Plus Club, you know, I've been talking about them all year. 
Very talented team, very athletic, and I think they're going to go on to win the gold division. But like I said, 2-plus club versus Pastor Prime. They're not playing next week or tomorrow, should I say. They're playing the 17th. Um, a couple games got delayed. I'm not sure if it was due to weather, sickness. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I think a couple teams weren't able to play. But um, So 2-plus club will be playing Pastor Prime on the 17th. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this podcast. I'll wait until the game's played next week, and then I'll wait until the game's played on the 17th, and then I'll come back with a podcast after the game's on the 17th. Unless Gary schedules championship games on the 17th, then that's going to switch everything up. But we'll see what he ends up doing, and we'll continue from there. But, uh, yeah, 2-plus versus uh, Passar Prime. I think Passar Prime's the dark horse of the um, gold division. I think whoever wins this game will end up winning the division, in my opinion. But um, I think it's going to be 2-plus club versus Moneymakers, that's my predictions, but we'll see how the game versus Gangrene and Moneymakers go, and then 2-plus club versus Pastar Prime. Moving on to the South Division, that's the Silver Division. We started the day off with a first ver- or an 8th versus ninth place match. It was Comebacks versus Huffin' and Puffin'. Uh, Huffin' and Puffin' won that game 41-6. to I really didn't expect Comebacks to put up much of a fight. They were having a really rough season, uh, possibly next season, Comebacks, but who knows. Um, Huffin and Puffin, not a terrible team. Like I was stating, they gave Plan B a decent um, run for their money at one point in time, and then you know ended up falling apart towards the end, which is um, <laughs> sadly would exactly what happened again because Plan B ended up playing Huffin and Puffin. Plan B ended up winning 47-26. The game didn't even end. Uh, Huffin and Puffin just all around walked off the field, said just end the game. We're done with this. Uh, number 50-something got really um, physical with the quarterback towards one of his ending runs. He shoved him instead of trying to grab his flag. That caused some, you know, commotion between the teams. One of the teammates on uh, Plan B apparently initiated a shove on one of the players on Huffin' and Puffin'. So he's suspended for a game or a week. I don't know if that's going to counteract with the fact that Plan B is missing a week and then Matt might get to play. I, I don't know what's going on with that situation. But, yeah, there was there was kind of a fight. Uh, there was a suspension. Huffin and Puffin just kind of walked off the field with time left on the field, or time left on the game and everything. Um, for people who were talking about being older guys and not wanting to fight and everything, it seemed like you guys were instigating a little bit, but I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to talk about that fight as much because uh, you know, Gary wouldn't be very happy about that. But, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of a scuffle. But um, plan B, clear as day. Said they were going to win that game. Said they are going to beat whoever they ended up going against. So, Plan B ended up winning 47-26. Uh, moving on past that, you had Dr. D versus All Madden. I thought All Madden was going to squeeze this one out, but it uh, looked like Joey was having an off day or something. But uh, Dr. D ended up squeezing the win out 24-18. Dr. D finally getting their, uh, their team together. Like I said, after they get rolling, they're not a bad team. The quarterback might have just been rusty or something after being out. They re-recruited uh, Joey Ratty, I believe. So... Ever since they started uh, bringing back their old team and everything, they just, you know, they uh, they seem like a solid team right now. Uh, Joey's backpack wasn't enough for all Madden. He wasn't able to carry the team. They clearly were able to abuse other sides of the field or something, and that ended up um, giving Dr. D the victory in that. And it's kind of crazy because I saw all Madden with a very long touchdown uh, very early in the second half, so I thought maybe all Madden might be ahead, but it seemed like Dr. D clutched up and uh, ended up squeezing that one out. So on the 17th, you have Plan B versus Dr. D. That game was also delayed, like the Gold Division games. Um, I think Plan B is going to win this. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Dr. D 
is one of those older teams that really vibes together. But um, I think this will be the biggest, um, I guess you could say challenge, because Dr. D is really vibrant right now. Plan B is also vibing. So um, if Plan B can really shut down the offense <clears throat> of Dr. D, I really think they'll uh, win this game. Because I think after Dr. D gets a little frustrated and everything, their team starts to fall apart. But I really think that Plan B can keep this at least close, if not blow it out completely. But we'll see how that ends up turning out. Um, after that, you had the... Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of water. You had the War Sharks versus the Outlaws. War Sharks ended up winning 39-21. to And I don't know if this is true, but if I got the correct information from this game... It was a 39-point comeback. Apparently, the Outlaws were up 21, possibly 14 to nothing. They scored one more time. And then apparently, the War Sharks came back 39 points and ended up uh, winning that game. I don't want to be that guy, but that's uh, kind of the classic Outlaws scenario. They uh, tend to go up early in the game. They can't tend to hold it together. Playoffs get to them. I don't know if it's the nerves. I don't know if it's the team fighting in internally. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but they tend to have a hard time in the playoffs. They ended up losing. 39-point comeback for the War Sharks is huge. That's going to bode well for the uh, next week's matchup. Um, speaking of next week's matchup, you had Balls Deep versus Brooklyn Wu. Brooklyn Wu ended up coming out on that, 41-26. to uh, Brooklyn Wu's offense, a very high-powered offense. Not very much expected from Balls Deep this season after... Uh, if they're not really performing at all, Brooklyn with the two seeds seem to really have a uh, dominant or dominant uh, presence in this uh, division. So you know, I didn't expect much of Balls Deep in that matchup, but uh, Brooklyn Wu, you know, made a statement, ended up winning by 15 points, and um, we'll see the War Sharks versus Brooklyn Wu as of uh, next week or tomorrow on Sunday. Um, I think this is going to be a big scoring game. I think it's going to be offense versus offense, in my opinion. Whoever's defense gets the biggest stop or the first stop in my opinion will be the team that ends up winning the game um i don't see their defenses really stopping each other i think it's going to be a very high powered game if i'm wrong you know smite me down but i really think that this is going to be like a an 80 point overall game i think each team might score like 40 points or one team might have like 40 some odd and the other team might have 30 something but it's gonna be a very high powered uh game like I said, whoever's defense can uh, figure the other offense out first will end up winning that game because they're really big on the deep ball, both teams. They're very big on uh, big plays. So if they can cut down the big plays, either team, War Sharks or Brooklyn Wu, if they can limit the big plays from either side, then that team will end up being the victor in that game. Um, and that's it for Silver. We got those two matchups coming up. And then you have the Bronze or the East Division. You had the Chargers versus the Spartans. I finally got to see the Spartans' new quarterback. I didn't know it was Tommy Galante, but uh, it's Tommy G. I, you know, after seeing the Spartans score 121 points in two games, I really didn't expect them to lose this one, 43 to 34. Uh, Chargers came out on top. Clearly, the Chargers clutched up a little bit. I don't know what was going on. If it was a um, offensive problem, it was a defensive issue. But it seems like the Chargers finally um fixed whatever was going on with their um you know mid-season issues and they're finally starting to fix it for the uh playoffs so that was a big win for the chargers uh after that you had the lower bracket matchup with me machine versus lma i think that was eight and nine seeds they played each other lma came out on top 48 to 41 i didn't expect that only because i didn't expect 
you know, 89 points to be scored between the two, seeing as Me Machine hasn't been that high-powered of an offense all season. LMA's defense is clearly having an issue, but they were able to stay ahead with their high-powered offense. Um, possibly next season, Me Machine, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see them. Um, seems like they're having a, a rough time, but I don't think they'll go out, like, you know, on the bottom of a division that they got dropped into. I think they're going to try to uh, come back and, you know, make a statement for them next season. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. I think um, after that, we have the matchup between LMA and Dior. So that was the first and the eighth seed, I believe it was. Uh, Dior ended up coming out on top, 44-32. You can't fault LMA. They tried. They came in late to the division. They made a little bit of a statement for themselves by beating a couple big teams. They made it farther than a lot of the teams uh, did, you know, in the playoffs. They got one win. So, you know, that's, that's more than some of the other teams. Um, but LMA, unfortunately, next season possibly we'll see if you guys come out. Um, Dior, clearly a very good team. I think they're, uh, I don't know if they're a Staten Island team or not, but um, they're really starting to uh, get in their groove. They're top of the division right now. They were first place. They're uh, really vibing, but they have their biggest test in uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Dior versus Chargers. Chargers have Dior's number. Uh, the Chargers finally get to see Dior in the playoffs. This might be a great matchup because the Chargers have beaten Dior twice now. So uh, we'll see if the Chargers can keep on top of Dior or if Dior's finally going to conquer. But, you know, who knows? They may crumble. We'll see how that ends up turning out. Uh, Then we had the Abusement Park versus the Monsters. Abusement Park versus Monsters ended up ending 41-40. to Monsters winning one point. You lost by one point in the in the playoffs. 81 points scored overall. I don't know what's going on with the defenses because most of these defenses are like Abusement Park and Monsters don't let up a lot of points really. And to see 81 points let in between the two, that's kind of insane. So um, it seemed like the defenses were just having rough days. It seemed like the deep ball was a huge factor and everything. But um, yeah, I Dritt, what happened? Dritt talked all this shit. Dritt said Abusement Park was going to make it to the playoffs. Dritt said Buseman Park was then going to go to the fucking championship. He said the new quarterback was the Messiah. They're here to save him. But, uh, yeah, they didn't even get one playoff win. I don't know what that was about, but uh, it seemed to be a rough one. So uh, after that, you had Sea Park versus Watkins. Uh, Watkins came out on top 34-32. to From uh, the information that I got from this uh, this team, Apparently, one of the Sea Park members was, like, murdered in the end zone on the last play. And uh, no flag was thrown or anything. So, I don't know if that was a controversial game or what, but it seemed to be a very close game. Sea Park ended up losing it to Watkins, unfortunately. Uh, Watkins isn't a bad team. Like I said, I believe they're the champions of last season. So, they might start uh, being a dark horse in this playoff match, depending on what's going on next week. Um, They actually don't play next week. They play the 17th, I believe it is. But um, unfortunately, after the Sea Park gets knocked out, that's Sea Park, Abusement Park, and Spartans. So no bronze teams that win the championship will be a Matawan team because all three of the Matawan teams ended up getting knocked out. You still have Plan B in the Silver Division. Um, we'll talk about the Phantoms in the Diet Bronze or the East or the West, whatever it is. And then uh, we'll also talk about there's one more team in the Central Division. But uh. Yeah, unfortunately for the East of the Bronze Division, there will be no Matawan champion right now. Um, the 17th, you have Watkins versus the Monsters. I think that's going to be big offensive scoring. 
uh, Monsters need to fix their defense after they played um, the Abusement Park and ended up letting up 40 points. Uh, Watkins clearly can shut down very high-powered offenses because Seapark are not a bad offensive scoring team. So um, seeing them be able to hold them in check, not check, but you know, not let them run up the score on them, that's um, that bodes well for them, opposed to the Monsters, who uh, seem to be letting up points and just barely you know, winning by an extra point, it seems. So we'll see how that um, turns out on the 17th. Talk about the West Division now, or the Diet Bronze Division. We had the only bye week on the schedule, I believe it was, the Pylon Pythons. This is the only division with, I believe it was, seven teams, so they couldn't do the same format where the 8 and 9 place the 1 seed because you can't do that with only three brackets on one side. So anyways, um, Pylon Pythons got the bye. Uh, Team Highlight ended up playing Renegades. And we had an upset of all upsets. Team Highlight did not allow the Renegades to score once. Team Highlight came out and showed out. Like Gary was talking about, Team Highlight's on a two-game winning streak. They finally started vibing with each other. There's no internal fighting as of right now. They seem to really be playing on their game. So Team Highlight, you know... Beating out a team like Renegades, I'm going to call them the dark horse of this Diet Bronze division as of right now. I think that they have a very big matchup coming up next week. And if they can conquer that, I think they can be the champions of the Diet Bronze division. Um, Next week, you're going to have Team Highlight versus Pylon Pythons after Pylon Pythons got the bye week. I don't know if they're going to be rusty or anything. You got Team Highlight on a three-game win streak now, so it's going to be a bye week versus a three-game win streak. It's two different kinds of uh, cultures, two different kinds of momentums going on right there. So that's going to be a huge game. I think there's going to be a lot of shit talk going on in that game. Uh, Gary, you might want to ref that game because uh, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of shit talk going on there. Might get a little uh, hostile, but that's going to be a great game in my opinion. Um, team Highlight, you know, I'm pulling for you guys. Really like that team. I think they're really cool and everything. So we'll see if Team Highlight can end up um, taking out Pylon Pythons. If not, I think Pylon Pythons are the sure winner of this division as of right now. But we'll see. Uh, then you had the Phantoms versus the Grape Apes. Ended up going into triple overtime. Not double, not single, triple overtime. Might have even been quadruple, but I'm pretty sure it ended on triple overtime. Uh Great Babes ended up coming in on top, 46-38. Very big heartbreaker. Um, it was a rough loss for the Phantoms. Very, very rough loss. Uh, the key pieces for the Great Babes finally came together. The Phantoms were missing a lot of their offense from the, from the season. Uh, Ryan and Derek, two of their big offensive threats, didn't end up coming out because, you know, they were having... Um, you know, Corona scares and everything. They wanted to make sure their family was safe and whatnot. So due to that, they came to the game to watch the game, kept distance with masks on and everything, but they didn't participate in the game for the fact of safety and everything. And, you know, because of that, it, Phantoms are missing big offensive options. They picked up a um, a huge option, and I don't know if his name's Tommy or Mikey. I think Mikey's the older one. But uh, he really had a game for himself. Him and Nick seemed to really have a connection on the deep ball. He was playing absolutely out of his mind he's the reason that they ended up bringing in overtime he's the reason they ended up keeping it at double overtime he was just playing absolutely an insane game but um like i said huge heartbreaker for the phantoms uh the grape apes abused the pylon comeback i don't know if you guys 
I don't know if anybody's actually listening far enough into the Grape Ape segment, but they play a pylon comeback where they'll have someone sit at the pylon and then take the corner across, like he'll run across, and then somebody's in the corner and then comes back to the pylon. And before the guy in the corner even turns his head, the ball's coming to the pylon. So it's basically a race for the guy from the corner to get to the pylon to get the ball. But it's always there because it's just a design play because that, that corner is taken out by the guy who's sitting on the pylon and then comes across the middle. And then when that happens, the pylon coming behind him is left open. So the guy coming from the corner just needs to beat the other defender who's trying to defend a corner and clearly has his back. That it, It's... It's a very well-designed play. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you can stop that, you stop most of the offense from the Great Babes. Because when I tell you they ran this play eight times, nine times, it, it was ridiculous. Like I, I called it out every single time, and there was just nothing they could do to stop it. Because if you cover the pylon coming across, or like the pylon guy coming from the corner, you leave that deep middle open, and because of that, like they know that, so. If you do cover that, you leave another guy open. It, it's a huge issue. It's just one of those plays that it's so well designed that you need to just be able to beat the guy to the pylon. Um, and you guys need to be able to stick man or something because if you don't, you're not going to be able to beat that play. And Great Apes, like I said, abuse that play. I don't mean to sell your playbook at uh, Big Al, but, you know, I've watched your games enough to see that same play be run a million times. To I don't know if any, if any other teams caught on, but it, it's clear as day, guys. But, um, yeah, like I said, Great Apes ended up coming out on top there. It's going to be a huge game for Great Apes next week. Uh, they play the winner of Stormcloaks versus Militia. Stormcloaks ended up coming out on top 26-19. to 19. I didn't expect this. Militia were supposed to be these this great team. Stormcloaks have been having a really rough season. And uh, Stormcloaks ended up coming out on top of Militia. I'm, I'm not going to call them the Dark Horse. I think they just had a lucky week or the Militia had the off week or something. I don't know what's going on, but they end up playing the Grape Apes next week. And I think Grape Apes are going to absolutely decimate them. The drawn-up plays that Grape Apes have are just so well put together, even though Big Al doesn't like running them. And then on top of that, I think Stormcloaks are going to see the Grape Apes and completely underestimate the team like every other team does. Every time that a team sees Grape Apes, they underestimate them because it's a bunch of older dudes. But... I've seen number 20 and I think number 29 both older in their own way. Like, they're not the same age. Like, one's older than the other, but, you know, they're old and older than me at least. I'm not calling you guys old. You get what I'm saying. But anyways, I've seen this guy rob guys who are, like, 19, 20. Like, literally on the pylon. Like, take balls out of their hands. Like, absolutely embarrass them. And I I just think this team's underestimated um, athletically. But they're an absolutely phenomenal team. Uh, Cheetah, and um, you know my boy. That's the ref on Great Apes. They uh, they both perform really well when they need to in crunch time and everything. So Cheetah was having a rough time because he couldn't really use his speed due to the conditions of the field. It was so slippery and so uh, you know muddy. He was having an issue there. So his uh, a big part of his game with like juking and being able to you know break people up and everything was taken away. But I think they'll uh. I think they'll end up taking it over Stormcloaks, but we'll see how that ends up ha or how that ends up going. And then moving on to the last matchup of the week, we had the Central Division. And the Central Division first game 
Oh, I'm so happy to talk about this. Unguarded versus Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Unguarded ended up losing 18 to 48. Globo Gym scored 48 points on Unguarded. And from the inside information I got from the Unguarded team, Gianni scored a touchdown in the beginning, like first play. And then it was downhill from there because the quarterback sucks. <laughs> I got no better words. Apparently this quarterback, Gary said it himself. This guy thinks he's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like the greatest quarterback to ever grace the flag football field. And every throw he has is a duck. They spin. They're like the UFOs in the sky when he throws the deep ball. Uh, number 10 and Gianni were just two receivers who were able to bring down balls, like deep balls that were underthrown or poorly thrown because they were athletic people. And um, unfortunately, Global Gym was able to stop that. They were able to cover number 10. They were able to cover Gianni. And, you know, like when your quarterback's butt, you can't really do anything. A lot of the offense rides on their shoulders, and he wasn't able to make any big plays because he can't throw the ball. So, um, that's all I got to say about that. Unguarded, sayonara, see you never. Probably never see you guys again. Because, uh, you probably won't sign up for the league again. Because you guys are butt. But, uh, it's great seeing Gianni and everything. Missed that kid. Uh, number 10 was really great. Number 33, hysterical guy. Love that guy. Um, but yeah, most of, actually most of their team wasn't terrible. I just really didn't like that big-nosed kid and the quarterback. It really pissed me off. One of them talked shit to me when I wasn't even... I was taking photos on the sideline, didn't even say anything, started talking shit. I was like, alright, I don't like this team anymore. But um, moving on from that, we have Khaled versus Donnie's Angels. Um, Khaled ended up winning versus Donnie's Angels. Unfortunately, broke my heart. I don't know what to say besides it broke my heart. I think the score was 30-13 to 13. Um, from what I hear. Donnie's Angels had a case of stone hands. Their uh, players were performing really well outside of the fact that they couldn't keep the ball in their hands. Um, apparently, they had a new quarterback. They were really vibing. It was just they were having an issue catching the ball. RIP. Till next season, guys. I mean, you guys had a great time. You guys were probably one of the most enjoyable teams to actually watch because you guys had a fun time every game. Didn't argue, didn't fight. And as I say that, I remember what Tooch told me. Oh, my God. Apparently, one of the players on Donnie's Angels, like, should have jumped on top of somebody and started beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but <clears throat> apparently one of the kids got, like, unintentionally tackled. And he thought it was, you know, intentional. And he jumped on him and started hitting him. I, I don't exactly know what happened, but, you know, it happens. It happens. Shit happens. But, uh, yeah, Khaled moves on versus uh, Globo Gym. I don't know who's going to win that game. I absolutely have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know what Khaled team's going to show up. I don't know what Globo Gym team's going to show up because Globo Gym's been beat by Unguarded. And then Khaled has been tied and then beaten. And then there. I don't know, man. I really don't know, but. I think Globo Gym has a um, has a chance in this one, Globo or Bus possibly, but uh, I really don't know. We'll we'll see how that ends up going. Um, I'm gonna call the game is even, honestly. If Khaled's like you know, team that showed up when they were six and zero, then yeah. But if they're the team that's been taking a loss and then a tie, and then you know having an issue against Donnie's Angels two weeks in a row or something like that, 
kind of nutty to see. So, uh, you know, moving on to the next matchups, you have Show Us Your TDs versus The Preachers. That went 38-21. Show Us Your TDs and the quarterback is having a day with the deep ball. That's my team. I'm just going to outright say it. That's the team I play on. Uh, multiple deep balls. Um, I got one on camera that ended up on the uh, Facebook and the Instagram page. Chris had one in the corner of the end zone. Chris had a couple. I think Chris scored like three touchdowns. I had like two deep balls that could have been touchdowns but were underthrown. Not that Mike was underthrowing the ball. It was just, you know, we were getting sleet and rain in the middle of our game. It was a very rough time. Muddy fields and everything. But it was a great, great, great game. Uh, my quarterback almost fought their quarterback. Uh, they were just talking shit back and forth. And I guess uh, Joey doesn't like being called a bitch. And Mike's called him a bitch in the art of, you know, shit talking. And uh, Joey got really pissed about that. He was like, yo, I don't care if you talk shit. Just don't call me a bitch. And uh, I understand the logic. I get it. I mean, I'm not going to fault him for that. But, you know, we got him separated. No fights or anything there. So, uh, you know, it was a great game, though. Uh, Preachers fought really hard. They could have ended up coming back. But I think there was a, I don't know if it was a pick or a stop towards the end. But it was a really, really monumental stop that we had. And uh, because of that, you know. We were able to go ahead and uh, take the game away from them, 38-21. Then there was supposed to be a game between Motley Crue and the Tribe, but um, Motley Crue just decided not to show up. I don't know if they just, like, they literally texted Mike and were like, yeah, my guys are bums, and they won't wake up. Like, you've been playing all season, you get to the playoffs, and now you don't want to get up to play a game? Like, I, what? I, I just don't get it. I don't get why you would pay for the season, play the season, get to the playoffs, and then just give up in playoffs. It makes absolutely no sense. But anyways, that gave the Tribe the win. Gave the Tribe the bye. Um, so now it's my team. Show us your TDs versus the Tribe. We get our revenge game. Um, I said the only reason we lost to this game was due to a really, 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 really shitty ball, uh, roughing the passer call. But I mean, I'm not going to dwell on it. So we're going to get our division. Uh, or we're going to get our, you know, revenge I think we, uh, the winner in this game might end up taking the division, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, so let's dance, Tribe. I don't know. I'm going to have a fun time in that game. It's going to be a revenge game. They know I like to talk shit. They like they like to talk a lot of shit. So I think that's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be... Um, we can stop their ability to abuse one side of the field. Because they tend to throw three receivers to one side in levels. Like, one deep guy, one, like, middle-ish guy, and then one guy in front of the corner. We can stop that kind of abuse. I think uh, Show Us Your TDs, TDs will come out on top of the Tribe. We also have a different quarterback starting than we had um, against them. So, it's going to be a completely different game. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, though. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, that's all the matchups we have going into next week. Those are all the matchups we have going into the 17th. Um... I did predictions on Twitter. If you want to go check out the Twitter at Bucket Hat Toe Tap, um, I did little polls um, about who do you think is going to win each division. If the polls are over with, you can just respond to the tweet. Tell us who you think is going to win the division and everything. I'm trying to get some um, ideas on you know who the favorite teams are throughout the divisions. Like I know you know you think your team's going to win every single time, but I want to see 
as um, some of the teams that are getting knocked out vote and everything to see who they think are the dark horses or who they think are the front runners of the divisions right now. So you can check that out on at Bucket Hat and Toe Tap. You can check out my Twitter at, J- at JRayE Jr. You can check out the Instagram at Mammoth Men's Flag Football, all one word. Um, you'll see Plan B in their purple jerseys, where uh, like holding up one of their championships, I think, in the uh, picture. Um, you can check out the Facebook Mammoth Men's Flag Football League. All the lineups go, or not the lineups, the uh, schedules go there, <coughs> standings go there. Everything you need to know about the league ends up going either on the Instagram page or the Facebook page. So check those out. If anything, like, you know, worth mentioning goes out, like fans can't be showing up announcements for when the league starts next year and everything or next season and everything. I'll put that all on my Twitter, too, for um, at Bucket Hat Toe Tap. So um, I post the podcast there, do a couple Q&As and everything there. Um, next week we have somebody apparently coming in for highlight videos. I'll be taking photos also on the sidelines and everything for all the games. Hopefully I can attend more of the games now that, um, we have less games going on. So I'll be able to get pictures of every single one of the games. I don't know what's going on with that as of yet, but we also have somebody coming in for highlight videos. Gary has told me, so we'll not only have picture, but we'll have highlight videos going on in all the fields, hopefully. And we'll see how that ends up turning out. Hopefully we get a couple good, uh, really cool highlight videos out of the games and everything. And, um, yeah, so we'll see how these games go. We got a couple big matchups. We got a couple dark horses ended up winning. Um, I'm more interested for the divisions that have, like, lower-seeded teams that uh, ended up winning because I like the dark horse matchups. But, um, like I said, I think the gold division, it's going to be two-plus club. Silver division, I think it's going to be plan B. Bronze division, I think it's going to be Dior. Um... Diet Bronze, I think it's going to be whoever wins between Pylon, Pythons, and Team Highlight. And then Central, I'm clearly going to say my team, but if we don't end up winning, I think the Tribe takes it. I think whoever ends up winning between our teams is going to win this division. I don't think there's a question about it. I think we're the two powerhouses of this division, even though Global Gym have been doing well and Khaled is 6-1-1. I think we've shown that we, when we have our entire team together, both our teams, um, that we are the two better teams in the division currently. A uh, big issue with Show Us Your TDs was I wasn't there for the first three losses. Um, Mike 3 was absent and then present and then absent and then present. He had a couple things going on. He had sickness. He had work. He had a whole bunch of shit going on. Um, our one QB, Alberto, he showed up for like two games, I think. I don't know. He works. He does things, you know. He's busy, so... But, uh, you know, it was when, when we have our full teams together, I think you can see the difference in, like, scores and everything. There's, like, 30, 40-point difference in, like, when Mike's quarterback or when Alberto was quarterback compared to when, uh, you know, we were half-assing our team. So we'll see how that turns out. So it's going to be a fun time. And um, good luck to all the teams. Go check out all the social medias. Go check out the Facebook. Go check out the Instagram. Go check out the Twitter. Um, we'll have highlight videos and pictures posted and yeah, thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back after the 17th, uh, probably the Thursday after the 17th. I don't know the exact date or, um, if Gary sets up championship matches, matchups for the 17th, along with those games, then we'll come back the, uh, next week and we'll do a preview on the 17th matchups and the preview on the up and coming championship matchups. 
So thank you guys for joining. You guys are great. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. See you at the field. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a happy Saturday and Sunday. All right, guys.